beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. Party people. So we recorded this episode in person. So you will hear the joy. You will hear the laughter. (laughs) So on this episode, we talk about our thoughts on the movie Encanto. First, for a bit of background, Encanto captures the story of the Madrigal family with each family member displaying unique gifts, right? Second, this story is set in the mountains of Colombia. This is important to note as we consume and as we enjoy. This story isn't our story. We can walk with it gently, but it's important to note that we are in conversation with the story that isn't ours. For another perspective on this movie, check out Kat Armas's podcast, uh, The Protagonistas, where she goes in-depth about the movie, theological framing, and more. So enjoy our convo. What's up, y'all? Today, we got a special episode. We're going to talk about Encanto. So we're a little bit late to the Encanto train, but we here, right? I got my dogs with me. And we got some thoughts about Encanto. Um, Rob, you want to kick it off? What's your thoughts on Encanto? How you felt about that, man? Hey, so listen, (laughs) we are indeed late to the Encanto train. But first, (laughs) every song, straight bangers. (laughs) Um, Certified. Certified, straight bangers, no skips. Don't at me. Um, it's on my <laughs> uh, first off, Louisa, um, that song, uh, under the surface, under the surface, under the surface. Oh, why is such a fan? Everybody, what is it? We don't talk about which was in my book, under the surface. That's a style. I listen to that just outside of me in the gym, right like, under the surface. Man, okay, I'm sorry, my bad. No, that's actually my favorite song too. Actually. Um, first off, like under the service, I was like, if you don't get it, <laughs> um, that so I I'm like, why are we? We're not talking about Bruno because <laughs> we're too busy being under, under being under the service with Louisa. <laughs> Period. Um, y'all, you you don't understand the assignment. Um, period. She she throwing the donkeys and time for the percolator with Louisa. So um, I I don't understand why everybody. I don't know. It's it's a hard it's hard times hard times child. Um, but every song straight bangers. So that's my surface level. First, before we get into some other things, you know, you know, I'd be crying. So, uh, so, so we'll get into that in a minute. But seriously, every song, straight bangers. Uh, that's me. Yeah, man. 
was it was an enjoyable little, little movie. Uh, my youngest, my daughter, she's seven. She was harassing me about watching it when it came out on Disney Plus. Like she, and she's also like most seven year olds, extremely annoying. So like, she, <laughs> <laughs> so nah. no, I'm not my Don't baby. Cause uh, yeah, I need to be careful. Don't my wife might be listening to this in the car with the baby. I'm I'm just joking, baby girl. You my favorite little. So um. <laughs> but I say that because because she had already been listening to all the music on YouTube and stuff, so I didn't get to enjoy none of the songs. Like for me, I had to, it was like a chorus way bigger than Lin Mel Manuel Miranda had planned for the song because my baby was under the surface. Like that was that was her jam. Too. Yeah, yeah. So I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but it was it was enjoyable. Oh, and I think it also ended up. It's like a Rorschach test. A Rorschach test. I don't know how to say that word, but y'all know what I'm talking about. The little blot thing uh, where people will be looking at it and like, what does this look like to you? And someone will be like, oh, a butterfly. Somebody will be like, oh, an axe murderer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was, um, it, it was almost one and all because I know there were a lot of people from um, the, the Latino, Latino community who, who felt like seen and affirmed by this. Is, um, Disney and Talk about that another time. Disney be like taking turns and like, oh man, who do we have the Polynesians? Moana, like, oh, but yeah, but they yeah. but they they finally got them this one. And but from what I'm hearing, like a lot of them felt that it was very faithful to their culture, which I, I think is always a good thing. Like when you when you get, mm-hmm. um, if not the details, at least the spirit, right? Uh, but then I also saw some less queens. And we talk about releases. We were like, oh, I was uncomfortable about how masculine she was. I'm like, what? What the hell? What was masculine about it? Just because she had muscles? Like, what they got to do with the first of T in China? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, for, and uh, it's, it's, it's a cartoon, dog. Like, right. all, the, all the stuff we seen in, in the movie, the, 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 the house was anthropomorphic. Like, it was, it was, it was a, they, they, anthrop- you worried about the, the muscles on the on the girl? Right. The hell? Um, so yeah, it's just like the, the stuff that some people chose to be upset by was was real enlightening. Like, oh, you corny in real life. Okay, I thought it was just play. <laughs> um, you know what? I really enjoyed the movie for the song. Like the songs right away snapped me, right? Um, but then like I was like, you know what, let me watch it again because I didn't really pay attention to it like I wanted to the first time because I was like, man, get back to the music. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I watched it again. I think we probably I've, I've probably seen in Kanto, I don't know, maybe 10 times now. But the more I watch it, like that's too many. <laughs> probably. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. So, like, you mentioned something, Trey. Like, I had some apprehensions at first because you know, Disney tends to like pick. You know what they do, right? You mentioned it, the, the cultures, and we gonna. Yeah. So, I want. I was hoping that it would be done tastefully, right? Like I am not Colombian myself, right? I'm not uh, Latino. I don't know their culture in that way, and so. But a lot of my friends were pleased with the representation of how it was done, the mixture of what the culture looks like, from the dark skin to the light skin, and all the music and everything. So I okay, so pass on that, right? But I started like seeing myself and some of the characters like some of the like the movie was a little bit more relatable than what I expected it to be because I found like some of the situations I'm like yo I'm talking to my therapist about this Mm. you know um and so like that's part of the reason why I I kept watching it because I was like yo I'm like I'm working through this and so for me sometimes it was almost like looking in a mirror uh, and it helped me to like name stuff 
Wow, that's heavy. I was really prepared to blame your kids because you know you are two years younger than me. But honestly, no, I'm, I'm not even joking. That's that's a very valid reason to to yeah. do that in a way that I feel is relatively uh, harmless. Like like yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be able to do that. And then also you spoke to like finding stuff relatable. I think the cool thing about stories like this, especially when they become viral, is the wrong word. It's, uh, but but when it's big, like people are talking about it. Is it um, shows us the universality of humanity, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times it's easy to think of everybody don't look and talk like yeah. us as as other, right? And when we look at these people and it, and it didn't downplay their culture or anything like that. Matter of fact, it celebrated it. But you were able to see like different family dynamics mm -hmm. and, and and what rejection felt like and and what uh, anxieties and all of those things. Right. Um, I think the movie did a, a good job of doing or or covering some of those things without being heavy handed about it. Yeah. Um. And so as one reason why children can enjoy it and all the songs slap, but then somebody uh, you can go back and really like it resonates with them in a very different way mm -hmm. because it did a good job of capturing what humanity. Is is like from from a personal standpoint as well as a communal standpoint. Yeah, I whew, okay talking about some tearful moments. Um, the Madrigals. I who I so the first tearful moment came when uh, when Antonio Antonio such a such such a precious child when uh when he reached out his hand for for maribel at the gift ceremony and you know there he was in the pressure and in, in the presence of so many people uh you know there to see what gift do you have uh you know and and I want to say, you know, I talk a lot about a communal care ethic, and we need this gift for the sake of the family. And I, I was just thinking of the gift ceremony was beautiful on a number of, of, of levels, but I think of the pressure of where your gift can seem larger than life um, and where your gifts can almost be overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is Antonio at such a young age where this gift is crushing, right? And where it causes anxiety. And so there he was where I need help to um, ascend, right? I need help to accept this gift. And, um, and I need help from someone who has been multiply marginalized, right? And who has been outcast. And, um, and that was such a, that that so stuck with me um, that I needed to pause it for a minute um, because I, I so I, I just needed to think about that. So out of the shadow steps, Mary Bell and he's and he said, I need you. Mm. And child, I had to think <laughs> because here here is this outcast who had been rejected. Her gift had been rejected. You you get nothing. Essentially, at that point, it's like you can't help this family in any way, right? And he said, I need you. Mm. Um, and she's, you know, she steps and she's like, let's go get your gift. Child, woo! Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it and that'll preach. Um, and, she, you know, here she is, you know, even wrestling with her own insecurities and her own struggles, 
she's like, I'll walk you all the way to get your gift. Y'all, the levels on the levels on the levels on the levels. She walked walking through her all of her own trauma of that last gift ceremony walked him all the way to that door y'all that'll do y'all know that that that's a whole sermon series you and you know rob you just said you said you mentioned earlier about how maribel didn't get the gift and her having to deal with that trauma and 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 like the more that i watched that movie it's not that she didn't even get a gift she just didn't get it presented the way that everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get a gift that they thought was profitable for the family because she, it, everybody else's gift was able to be shown off. But her gift was to keep the family to get, her gift was to keep the family together. You see what I mean? And it's such an unappreciated gift. And, and, and honestly, that, that's given me a, a whole nother appreciation for the strong friends, right? The ones that always check on you. Right, um, Earth Gang just released another album. They actually got a song on there called Strong Friend, and it's literally about checking on your strong friend. That's the entire song is about checking on your strong friend because you don't know what they're dealing with, right? You don't know that that strong friend might be Maribel, right? The underappreciated, the one that doesn't seem like they have a gift, but their gift is abused. And not necessarily intentionally, just you don't recognize that this is a gift, that this person is a gift, right? Their very existence is a gift because the house couldn't have been rebuilt without Maribel. Who put the doorknob? I'm, okay, it's old. Who put the doorknob back on? You know what I'm saying? Like that, like Maribel. So, yeah, yeah man, that. Not just abused, and in that sense, the gift not just abused, but taken for granted. And I think that's something yeah. that a lot of people yes. can resonate with. Like when, yes. when, when you feel not just unappreciated, mm-hmm. but but invisible. Mm. <laughs> not just unappreciated, but you also feel as, as though like you're a burden wow. because, because the way that you manifest, the way that you show up is not the way that other people would appreciate, but but your absence or, or, or the, the absence of, of what you are would literally fall apart. That's a tough place to be. And I think that's very relatable for a whole lot of people. Uh, when, especially like nowadays when people, some people put a lot of um, energy into curating an image, right? Um, and, and, and into crafting how they present themselves, especially in the age of social media. Uh, but the the very like natural way that we are sometimes feels insufficient. And we feel like we have to be more yeah, than, yeah. Than, than, than other than who God has created us to be and who God has gifted us to be. I think that's a very relatable like aspect of why this resonated with so many people. Yeah. And I realized for me, I am Mirabelle. And in so many ways in my family structure, my family of origin in the academy and church spaces uh, and friends, uh, I am often Mirabelle and I, and I have often wondered if I am absent, would people even notice? And so what the Madrigals presented to me is a reflection of my life. Mm. And often uh, to your, to what you were saying, Sam, like the gifts that other people presented were beautiful and, and visually stunning. You know, and so when Abuela says, 
essentially it says to her it's easier if you if some of us step aside mm. i have often been told that like i you know um and which is why i wrote on my Substack one day um i wrote a, a song you know to the crybabies of the world um because people like mirabelle and to the soft-hearted and the crybabies um, we don't have gifts that are valued. Like we don't present the roses and the beauty, beauty that it's not flashing. It's not beautiful. Um, uh, but we do have gifts though, you know? And so that name, that gift ceremony was so beautiful. And then there's another one that I truly want to bring up. It was when Bruno, uh, when, when you, we get a glimpse into where Bruno had been living and he was living adjacent to his whole family. And, and she asked him, why did, why did you leave but not leave? And he, and so, and we see where he had uh, built um, a table right next to their table. And we see that he had built a placemat and he had marked it Bruno. And it was right at the end of their table. And he said, my gift wasn't helping the family, but I love my family. Mm. And when I tell you I wept because that's such a beautiful phrase is even though I feel marginalized in this space and everyone sees that everything I do is a mess up, my gift isn't helping this family, but I still have such a, um, a communal care ethic. I still, my gift isn't helping but I can't leave this place. I still love them. Mm -hmm. And so we saw that knitted to how everything he did. I can't leave them. Like where else, you know, like I think of where could I go from your spirit? Like I, I can't leave them. And so we saw that knit into, he didn't go anywhere. He built a table right at the end of his family's table. Um, so loyal to the very end. Like I grew up right alongside beside my family. Like, and I'll be lonely till the day I die, right? With the madrigals who don't love me, I still love them. Mm -hmm. And that that was so heartbreaking for me. Like my gift, my family hates me, but I'll always love them, you know? And, and it's funny that you mentioned that because like one of the things that I noticed too is the similarities, but also the differences between Maribel and, and Bruno. So they both have gifts that aren't, aren't appreciated, but the difference between Maribel and Bruno, like Maribel is more, um, she's able to pick herself up, right? Um, she still is not going to give up. Like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to fight to the end. But Bruno is like, yo, this abuse is a bit much, but I love you. So I'm going to have to do it from a little bit of a distance. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's a reflection I, there are some, in some ways I identify more with Bruno, but in other ways I can identify with Maribel, right? Uh, and that's one of those ways I can identify with Bruno because um, not everybody would respond to that same type of um, rejection, uh, if you will, because like Maribel got it repeatedly. You saw her, like her grandma was like, maybe you should step to the side. You know, she was like, I can do this. Like the house could decorate itself, but she wanted to still be a part of the gifting ceremonies, even though she never got a gift. Right. And I know that 
like clearly you can see it broke her like there was the element of her that was still in pieces um because I don't and I don't even think it was necessarily because she didn't get a gift I I think it was because she realized that she could she would never be enough without that flashy gift she wouldn't she knew for her like she knew that she would never be enough right I feel like like I and Bruno too but Bruno dipped and but around the corner you know what I'm saying um so I really appreciated that movie because that like that was just uh I don't know I feel like sometimes you know they you never know what you get with kids movies right or family movies some of them are too edgy some of them are a little too cheesy but this one was like did y'all talk to some therapists did y'all have some psychology in there because like this really I think for a lot of people especially me like hit home uh and and uh was able to sort of see myself and realize some things about myself that actually helped me on my journey with therapy and also just kind of dealing with family so yeah man Encanto We now have a Patreon, which Patreon. I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to, to visit at uh, patreon.com slash three black men. Uh, think through it, pray through it, ask God <laughs> if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here, we have uh, some blog pieces going up. There's going to be some devotional content coming out. And I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon, patreon.com slash three black men. Go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos. Go ahead. Watch, watch them. <laughs> them. Them babies ain't ruin nothing, man. Matter of fact, there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies. How about that, bro? <laughs>